What will we find in today's Thursday thrillers here on the Mutual Audio Network? A few baffling mysteries? Perhaps a touch of murder? Let's find out. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Stephen A. Bellinger Productions presents Mark Burke as Jonathan Towers in Murder on the Evanston Express, a radio play by Steve Bellinger, featuring the voices of Jim Keith, Jennifer Hunt, Donalyn Cargola, Teddy Corbus, Anne Cargola, and Jim Nelson as Terrence Saunter. Fate plays strange tricks on you sometimes, or at least it plays tricks on me then turns and laughs, and suddenly, a seemingly innocent situation becomes a deadly serious predicament. It was the winter of 1979 on a dark Tuesday afternoon, at the start of the rush hour. I had just boarded the northbound CTA Evanston Express to visit a friend. The trains were all nearly empty as threats of yet another crippling blizzard kept most people at home. Once before, the Evanston train was shut down when snowdrifts buried miles of track and hundreds of commuters were left stranded for hours. It was becoming increasingly apparent that riding this train was a mistake, but I am not known for my good judgment. Except for the snow, it had all the makings of your usual boring ride on the rapid transit. So I relaxed in my seat and tried to make the best of what was likely to be a rather long ride. Hey, man. Hey, man, wake up. Wake up. What? What do you want? Hey, you want to buy a watch? 17 jewels in the Swiss movement. Got a gold case and band, self-winding, only $15. I already have a watch, thank you. Well, how about a diamond ring? Sterling silver set and half carat? No, thank you. Eight-digit calculator with sundown and pocket knife? Go away. All right, 12-inch color TV set with automatic tuning. Uh, would you and... go away and leave me alone? Okay, all right, be cool, be cool. Isn't it awful? What? Here, behind you. Isn't it awful, I said, all that riffraff riding the trains these days? Ever since they started that one-hour transfer pass... It... Yeah, well, he's gone now, so if you don't mind... Hey, Stickney's I'd... the name, uh, Dr. Charles Stickney. Oh, hello. I'm Jonathan Towers. Nice meeting you. Towers? Uh, Jonathan Towers, the detective? Uh, well, I... I do... thought you looked familiar. Well, well... Jonathan Towers. Mind if I sit next to you? Yes, actually. You see, I was just oh, taking a nap. thank you. <laughs> Could you uh, move over a bit? Ah, there. That's better. Now we can talk. So you're Jonathan Towers. Isn't that something? But right now, I wish I wasn't. Just look at all that snow. Oh, no. Is it snowing again? Yes. Isn't it beautiful? It's terrible. It's going to take an hour and a half to get to Howard Street. Oh, what's the rush? Sit back. Relax. That's it. Easy does it. Enjoy the ride. That's it. What the hell is taking so long? Conductor! What is it, ma'am? Let's get moving, okay? We're moving as fast as we can. You call this fast! Merchandise Mart. 
Last stop in the Hey! Room. I'm talking to you! Watch your step, please. I say, Towers. I say, Towers, wake up. Oh, no, I already have a TV set. Thank no, you. no, look. Look who's getting on the train. I don't care that's, who's getting on. That's Terence Saunter. He's the chairman of the board of the CTA. And that woman, she's Charlotte Anders, the vice chairman. Say, you're right. Wonder why they're riding the train. And that other woman looks familiar, She's too. Andrea Ray, reporter for one of the newspapers. Uh, must be something big. Howard. Howard Street? This train doesn't stop at Belmont? No, ma'am. This is the Evanston Express. I thought this was a Ravenswood train. It said Ravenswood on the window. No, ma'am, you are on the wrong well, train. Well, let me off, then. I don't want to go to Howard. You'll have to ride to Howard and come back on Jackson Park or the Inglewood train. I have to do what? What kind of a deal is this? Sorry, ma'am. Sorry? <laughs> Isn't she cute? I'd say she was a pain. Oh, I know. But you can't help it. I deal with a lot of elderly patients and sometimes are a little cranky when they aren't feeling well. Shh. Listen. Of course, in doing so, we may have to increase fares by 25 or 30%, but I feel... 30%? Uh, well, certainly, we have to repair and replace all that vandalized equipment. Vandalized? Now, that's a lie, and you know it. Charlotte, please. I'm not going to sit here and let you make a fool of me in front of this reporter. I'm sitting over there. What do you think I am? Excuse me, may I sit by you? Well, I was hoping to get some sleep. By all means. Uh, Miss Anders, right? Right. I'm Dr. Stickney, and this is Jonathan Towers. How do you do? Please forgive my outburst. It's just that, well... He makes me so mad! Yes, we noticed. Uh, tell me, uh, why are you and Mr. Saunter riding the CTA? I thought you rode in chauffeured limousines. <laughs> Not me. Saunter did, until the papers printed that picture of him going to and from work in his private car while other riders stood in the streets, freezing their butts off, waiting for the buses that never came. So he's riding the train today to calm everybody down. His car's waiting for him at Howard Street. It's all for PR. Sure. Look at him. Wonder what lie he's telling her now. What kind of lies? Remember the escalator scandal last month? Scandal? Right. We paid, you and me, taxpayers, paid over a million dollars for new escalators all over the city. In two weeks, we had maintenance problems. I remember Saunter saying something about vandalism. Those were reconditioned escalators. We paid new money for used equipment. You suspect kickbacks? His brother-in-law is vice president of the Thomas Zilch Escalator Company. Excuse me, uh, Miss Anders? And what do you want? Well, I just wanted to ask you about what you said a minute ago. Now you want to talk to me? I thought you reporters only talked to the big shots. You implied that Saunter's appointment as chairman of the CTA board was somewhat uh, improper. Improper is hardly the word. Yes, Miss Anders. Uh, after you left us, Mr. Saunter stated that you were just upset because he beat you out and that what you claim is not true. Can you tell me about that? I told you and everybody else about it last October, but nobody would listen to a crazy woman yelling about discrimination. But you said then that Saunter's appointment was not quite, uh, kosher. I didn't use that word, kosher. 
I know. <laughs> we couldn't print the words you used. Now, tell me again. Well, I was recommended by the mayor. I had worked with the CTA in one capacity or another for over ten years. My appointment was all but confirmed when this Terrence Saunter came along. All of a sudden, all the big shots in City Hall were endorsing him and forgetting about me. His appointment breezed through City Council. Now, why do you suppose that was? Why? How long have you been in Chicago, honey? A favor here, a few dollars there. I mean, how does anything get done? Besides, I'm a woman. Are you accusing them of discrimination? Well, what would you call it? He has no experience. He used to work for the post office until he was caught opening mail. What was that? Oh, that's the motorman's signal to the conductor. See, there he goes. Hey, conductor, where are you going? Mind your own business, lady. Don't you speak to me in that tone. wonder what her problem is. All the riders are upset over the poor service. Damn right we are. Well, there's the man to talk to. Who? Him. Chairman of the board, Terrence Saunter. Good. I'll give him a piece of my mind. Better make that a small piece. Mr. Sanders. That's Saunter. Whatever. Why is this train creeping along at five miles an hour? Oh, we're going faster than that. Why is this damn train so cold? Where's the heat? No wonder this car is so empty. We're trying to conserve energy. Besides, it's not all that cold. It's freezing in here. When are we going to get to Howard Street? Soon enough. Must you sit next to me? I want to know how soon. We're doing the best we can. Well, your best ain't good enough. When do we get there? Here comes the conductor. Ask him. Hey, conductor. What is it now? When are we going to get to Evanston? Soon, lady. Now, don't bother me. Why can't I get a straight answer? All I want to lady, know Lady, is... sit down and shut up, or I'll stop the train and put you off. <gasps> he threatened me, Mr. Sonder. He threatened to throw me off the train. That's not so terrible an idea. <gasps> I could never work for the CTA. You get so much grief from the passengers. Oh, it's just because of the weather. Everyone's a little on edge and... Oh, really? What is Now what, a power failure? It's so dark. I can't see a thing. Hey! What happened? Someone ran by and bumped my shoulder. Now, why would they... Shh! Ah. Something's going on. Good. The lights are back on. But we're not moving. Wonder what that was all about. May I have your attention, please? There will be a slight one-hour delay due to the icing on the track that caused an electrical problem up ahead. We're on emergency power, but we can't move until the track is repaired. Thank you. Thank you? For what? Oh! He's dead! He, he's dead! What? Oh, my God! What's the problem? Mr. Saunder has been murdered. So there you are. Fate steps in and a simple ride on the rapid transit ends in death for Terran Saunter. Of course, that may not be so unusual. The motorman called it in. The blizzard had completely buried the city and it would be quite a while before police or firemen could get to where we were stranded on the elevated tracks. So the police asked that I handle the investigation. 
I ordered our car sealed off and asked Dr. Stickney and Paul Burns, the conductor, to help. One by one, Paul brought the suspects to the empty adjoining car and I questioned them. Mr. Towers, here's your first suspect. Don't call me that! Okay, okay. Uh, by the way, Dr. Stickney, where's the body? I had Paul turn off the heat in the last car and put the body in there. Well, shouldn't you go examine it? Me? I... Please, I... Dr. Stickney, we need your help desperately. Well, all right. Good. Now, madam, what is your name? Daisy Louise Tuttle. Now, Miss Tuttle, or is it Mrs.? It's Ms. Oh, sorry. Ms. Tuttle, you were sitting next to Mr. Saunter when the lights went out, correct? Yes, but I didn't do it. I don't believe her. She was pretty mad at him. I was madder at you, but you're still around, aren't you? Uh, please. Now tell me exactly what happened, Miss Tuttle. Well, uh, the lights went out and I couldn't see anything, but I felt somebody reaching over me. What did you do? I thought he was getting fresh, so I kicked him. I see. What then? He pulled away and ran. I guess whoever it was killed poor Mr. Saunter. Oh, so now it's poor Mr. Saunter. A while ago, I'd say you hated him. I don't kill people. We don't know that. Paul, I must ask you to keep quiet unless you're asked a question. I'm sorry. That will be all, Daisy. All I know is I didn't do it. Well, at least we know it's a man. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Towers, but, you know, it, it was dark. It, it, it could have been a woman. See, uh, she said she couldn't see anyone. True. Uh, get Miss Andrews for me, Paul. Uh, yes, sir. Oh, Dr. Stickney, what did you find? Yes, well, uh, he has a serious cavity in one of his upper right molars, and the filling is loose in another one, but all in all, a healthy set of teeth, I'd say. Teeth? Yes. Uh, oh, <laughs> didn't I tell you? <laughs> I'm a dentist. That's great. A dentist. Well, I did look at the body. A strange wound. Strange? In what way? Well, my guess is that it was made with a blunt object, a very dull knife or something with kind of a rounded tip... It's uh, hard to describe exactly. Uh, you don't think it was a regular knife wound? As I said, I'm not very experienced in this sort of thing, but I'd say it was not your regular knife wound. Mr. Towers, here's Miss Anders. Hello again, Miss Anders. Please sit down. Th thank you. You seem nervous. Could, could we talk along? <laughs> oh, Dr. Stickney is here at my request. Uh, he's assisting me in the investigation. No, I mean... Um, uh, oh, uh, Paul. Uh, Paul, do you mind? Uh, um, uh, oh, 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 yeah, okay. He's gone now. Relax. You're shaking like a leaf. I'm, I, I'm all right. It's, it's just the whole thing. <laughs> we understand. We won't keep you for long. Uh, now tell us, you were sitting behind Dr. Stickney and me when the lights went out. Did you leave your seat at all when it was dark? No, no, I, I didn't move, I swear. Please, be calm. We're just trying to sort this whole thing out. Okay. You never left your seat. Did you notice anything uh, unusual? Unusual? No. I, I mean, well, yes, I did. Such as? Well, I heard footsteps like someone running and a jingling sound. A jingling sound? Just like we heard, Mr. Towers. Dr. Stickney, please. 
Miss Anders, you seem extremely nervous. Okay, okay. Well, I may as well tell you. Yes, I'm very nervous. You see, I made my feelings about Terrence Saunter well known. I mean, well, you heard me. Yes, I'd say you hated him. Yes, I, I did. Then I realized that I would be a prime suspect since I expressed my hatred for him so openly. I see. Well, you need not worry. We have no prime suspects. And I don't think your dislike for him is any reason to suspect you any more than anyone else. Oh, thank you. But, uh, for the record, did you really hate him that much? Very much. I mean, he cheated me out of a job that was rightfully mine. Look, Mr. Towers, I didn't hate him enough to kill him. I couldn't kill anybody if I wanted to. Yes, I believe that. Oh, thank you again. I was really afraid that you would try to make it look like I did it. Now that Saunter is dead, that makes you chairman now, right? I mean, until another appointment can be made. Well, uh, yes. And you would probably get appointed this time, wouldn't you? Good boy, Towers. Please, Dr. Stickney. Miss Anders, answer the question, please. You would probably get appointed next time, wouldn't you? Well, yes, I probably would. But wait a minute. What is that on your arm? My arm? Those bracelets. Do me a favor. Wave your arm. Like this. What? Just do it, please. All right. You may go, Miss Anders. Uh, please ask Paul to come back in. All right. I hope you solve this murder soon. I don't feel safe with the killer around. We shall. Thank you. Well, there's a real suspect for you. Miss Anders? Certainly. She had one hell of a motive. And she could easily have been the one who bumped you in the dark. She could have killed Saunter and gotten back to her seat before the lights came back on. She uh, took quite a chance, then. What do you mean? She had no way of knowing when the lights might come back on. She could have been caught in the act. That's true. But she wasn't caught. You're the detective. Who are you going to question next? Paul. The conductor. Who else is likely to have a lot of keys on him? The conductor. Right. The motorman, you, me, anyone. What? Anyone could have had the keys we heard, or it could have been Miss Anders' jewelry. Didn't sound right. We'll talk to Paul, okay? You're the detective. Please, remember that. Oh, Paul. Uh, who do you want to talk to now? You, sit down. Uh, me? Tell me, what do you think about the murder? Uh, what, what could I think? What could I know? I never left the window, and I heard the old broad scream when the lights came back on. Did you hear any footsteps? No. May I see your keys? No, that's against company rules. And forget the rules. Give him the keys. Stickney, please. Okay, okay. See? Uh, jingle them for me. What? Uh, shake them, please. Oh, oh all right. Okay? Thank you. Uh, you may go. Okay. Well, that was simple enough. Now call the police and tell them that... Tell them what? We've solved the case. It was Paul, the conductor. And how did you come to this brilliant conclusion? Simple. First, the keys. Well, if he stands, he would have been just behind us. He would have had to run past us, stab saunter, and run back, jingling the keys and bumping me as he ran. Okay, that could be. And when he left to talk to the motorman earlier... Do you remember? 
I'll bet the motorman told him there was going to be a delay. I'll bet he knew the power was going to fail. He was just waiting for the chance to kill Saunter. Okay, but why? Don't you read the papers? Because Saunders wouldn't approve the 15% pay that they asked for last month. He said something about inflation, and he couldn't see giving any raises for a long time. Everybody knew that Charlotte Anders was in favor of the raise, and I'll bet Paul knew that she's become chairman if Saunter was dead. Murder a man for a pay raise. Mm, easier than going on strike. I find that a little far-fetched. Maybe, but it's all we've got. Thank you for listening to Thursday Thrillers right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike, and Sunday Showcase bringing you the very newest in audio releases from our United Artists of Audio right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.